0: Welcome once again to The Real Money Show, It's Guildhall Wealth Management bringing you this show on Easter weekend. If you're listening on Saturday or Sunday, we will wish you a happy Easter, a happy Passover to those who celebrate. And it has been a busy week, Jeremy, there is a ton to talk about. Before we get started, I want to make sure that we tee up everything we're going to be touching base on with today's show. Remember, folks, we've been in this particular arena of gold, silver, and natural fancy-colored diamonds since what seems a lifetime ago, Jeremy, 2002. So when we open up our doors, I will remind those who are listening for the first time or listening for the hundredth time that we are investors looking for change like you. The Real Money Show represents a new way of thinking about money. Listeners can expect the latest market updates. We do talk about market fundamentals, and more importantly, our love of gold and silver physical gold and silver natural fancy colored diamonds and I will remind everyone that we are not your financial planners nor are we your advisors and we do not give you advice on those particular aspects of your wealth we do believe wholeheartedly that gold and silver should make up a part of your portfolio and that it is a good insurance policy to have pricing wise Really not too much of a change in terms of gold and silver. Some might view it as a bit of an opportunity. We're going to touch base right off the top with what uh, is being said about the last quarter now that it's come to an end and where gold finished and its
1: importance. But the show is loaded with topics today. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, this past week, the launch of the China oil futures. Uh, Talk about uh, the US debt, where that stands. We're also going to talk about JP Morgan stockpile, have a little discussion about that and ask the question, are we close to a price reset? But you're absolutely right. It was a bit of a roller coaster week earlier in the week. A lot of people were probably looking at, their, at the silver price and gold price and, go, and thinking, oh, did I miss the bottom? And then towards the end of the week, they realized they got a second chance to buy silver in the low 16 range. So I think that was an opportunity for some people. And we did see a lot of action through the e-store at guildhallpreciousmetals.com of people taking advantage of that slightly lower price towards the end of the week.
0: All right, here we go. The number to call throughout the show, folks, you'll hear it often, one eight seven seven eight 78 And our website, guildhallwealth.com, it is the best resource that I can think of for you to find out more about our products in gold and silver. The e-store is there for your pleasure. You can go and see what products we have and you can shop online anytime you like in addition to that throughout the show we'll mention various types of accounts and any of those accounts come with our full expertise and service we're there to hold your hand every single step of the way now by compliments of the bullion vault adrian Ash writes in an article entitled the last time gold did this question mark and then puts the year 2011. the article starts out by saying thanks to good friday this weekend's early for gold investors and traders, and like pretty much all of the Western world's bond and stock markets, the London gold market center of the global wholesale trade for gold and silver paper and physical will stay shut for the long Easter weekend. So he writes, keep an eye on Thursday afternoon's gold price benchmark in London, because it will mark the closing price for the first calendar quarter of 2018. One quarter down of four to go in a year in which many analysts, Jeremy, are predicting the price in gold and silver will finally see a lift, and we're going to talk about it on today's show. And Adrian Ash writes that if the price in gold is around $13.25 an ounce, which is about where we are right now, that it will mark the highest quarterly finish in dollar terms in the last five years for gold. Now price is just a number, doesn't mean everything, but based on what we're seeing written this week, it does certainly give us some insight as to what analysts are thinking are going to happen with the price of silver and gold.
1: Yeah, and one thing that you could certainly say about the the gold price over the last quarter is that gold has been actually very steady, not volatile at all. And we're seeing a lot of volatility in the stock market, in cryptocurrencies, whereas gold has just been a very steady play throughout uh, the first quarter of 2018. If you were to look at the gold price performance over the last 15 or even 17 years, whether it's in US dollars or Canadian dollars, you would see that it was averaging over 8% a year, which means you're beating inflation which is much better than say a GIC, where you're getting a return that's less than inflation And you're actually also then turning around and having to pay capital gains on the piddly interest that you are receiving in those things. So if you're looking for an investment that has long-term potential, that's continued to protect against inflation over the last 17 years, then pay attention to gold because an article that came out this week that we're putting in the newsletter, Darren, talks all about inflation in Canada. And while we do see the price of of gold and silver reflected in U.S. dollars all the time when we're looking at CP24 or looking in the newspaper. The fact is is we are hedging our own Canadian dollar. We have our own Canadian debts to deal with. We have our own inflation to deal with. Uh, When you keep printing money, that means you're going to need more money to buy the same amount of goods. So by holding gold in your portfolio, in my opinion, you're getting your inflation rebate. Jeremy, would it surprise you to note
0: that despite every week coming on the show and you watch the markets like I do on a day-to-day basis, but our listeners do not, they are not tick by tick players. Most of the time they're making a purchase that's long-term and they're holding their bullion in a depository. They're taking it home with them, maybe putting it into allocated financing, one of our various accounts. But would it surprise you to know, as Adrian Ash writes in this article, I opened the show with that. Despite six rate hikes from the U.S. Federal Reserve since the end of 2015, gold priced in U.S. dollars has risen by more than 300 per ounce. Sometimes it's smart to look back and think where we've come from and not focus on the day to day. That's a $300 gain in the price of a commodity that's sitting in the 13 25 range right now as we tape this show and moving forward could easily be in the 2 3 maybe $5,000 range.
1: Yeah, one of my favorite uh, that does make sense to me actually. I I've been looking coming at it from a slightly different angle of just looking at the fed funds rate and seeing how they deal with that. And one thing that you can see is that look, recessions happen and whenever they happen, the Fed starts to really drop the interest rates. If you look at the Post.com bubble and after 9/11, um, the interest rate was ch- around six and a half percent, and Greenspan dropped it basically all the way down to just under one percent by 2003, and then proceeded to raise interest rates every time the 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 Fed met, and uh, interest rates got up to about five five and a quarter. So they didn't. They didn't quite get back up to their 2000 highs, but he raised the interest rate. And I remember every time they would come out and say, we've raised it a quarter point, gold could go up that day. It could go down that day sort of on the day of the announcement anything could happen, but what we would see is in the fuller picture that the price of, of gold was rising significantly. Now the Fed is in a very different spot. They've dropped interest rates from two thousand in two thousand seven and eight all the way down to basically zero. And now they're trying to raise them back up. We're at sort of basically one and a half percent. I did put out a tweet this week talking about that. They're gonna have to get together another nineteen times to get back to some semblance of normal and i'm using air quotes in that and i just i would challenge anyone to say do you think the fed can do it do you think that they can get back up to some sort of normal rate of over 5% without a major recession being hit and what's what's going to happen to the price of gold in the meantime where again the, the stock market looks like the everything bubble is starting to burst, um, whether it's the stock market or some or the cryptocurrencies or real estate. All of these things seem to not be at their peaks anymore, and yet gold seems to be clearly coming off the mat from 2015. We've had minor gains over the last few years, good gains, gains above inflation, talking over 6% gains a year, um, averaging that that good type of gain. And why wouldn't you want to have something in your portfolio that's steady like that during times like this?
0: Well, here's the interesting fact to point out, Jeremy, you mentioned the previous number of years that we've been in this market and watching interest rates rise through the years of Alan Greenspan the Fed chairman, and prior to Ben Bernanke, helicopter Ben as they called him with the amount of money he threw at the markets, it says from the article I brought up early in the show that over the 20 calendar quarters from 2003 to 2008, gold moved in the same direction as real rates nine times, some 45% of the time. That number fell to seven during the 20 calendar quarters of financial crisis from 2008 to 2013, over the half decade after the great financial crisis ended. Gold rose or fell alongside inflation adjusted five year bond yields just four times. So what it's saying is, as interest rates go, so does gold, at least in the last 15 years. So if they get through, and I think the Fed love to meet because it's the one time they get to openly discuss market dynamics and nobody gets to pay attention to what they're saying. Yes, market minutes come out, but they love to talk. We know this.
1: I, I would I would add to that article or or what he's saying in that a caveat there because you know sometimes the feds dropping rates they don't know when the you know the acknowledgement of a recession can come early or can come late usually it's a little later than right on time and you know the fed dropped rates to zero by two thousand and nine and the major run in silver happened in between 2010 and eleven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we can't sit there and, and say this is a hard and fast rule that if interest rates are going up, so is so is precious metals. But from our from our perspective and from our experience, it certainly felt like, especially when Greenspan was raising rates, that at that time raising rates indicated an expectation of inflation and that drove people to to precious metals. If there's an expectation of inflation, which is why you're raising rates, then you're gonna to wanna to hold some precious metals. Is this time different? Maybe, I think one of the things that you're noticing this time around is that while they're raising interest rates, the dollar's falling, which should be the opposite in actual fact. And is there an expectation of inflation? I think the, the question of deflation is still on the table and whether it's inflation or deflation, and I don't wanna sound like a broken record, But either way, it's a good thing to hold a physical bullion in your hand because you're hedging the dollar. And so I think to go beyond the interest rates, you want to also consider the value of the U.S. dollar going forward. Maybe that plays into the Petro one a little bit. We'll discuss later. But is the U.S. dollar going to continue to rise? Is the Canadian dollar going to continue to rise? If you feel that all of these currencies are basically destined to continue lower, then how are you going to hedge against that if everything that you own is dollar denominated?
0: Well, we're going to let the prostitutes deal with that through their headlines in the media. And certainly if you are interested in getting into the markets, because you believe also in what we are discussing about these marketplaces and the timing could not be better pricing wise in value, you are getting a tremendous bargain. In my opinion, call the number it's one eight seven seven eight silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk a little more about these marketplaces. We're going to talk about our accounts in particular. What's of interest in each, pros and cons of each, and why people might choose one account over the other. A little bit of time spent on that. Then we're going to switch gears. Jeremy, we're going to go over to Andrew McGuire, the infamous whistleblower in the silver and gold market, and find out what he believes and terms a price reset and what he believes is going to be happening come 1st of next week. A little bit of insight into where pricing might be heading. I'm not sure, but we'll get to that and much, much more. You're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Real Money Show here with Guildhall Wealth Management. Welcome once again to our new listeners and congratulations to those that took advantage of this market this week and decided to add some gold or silver to their portfolio. And to those that are new to what gold and silver offer, we're gonna spend a little bit of time for the next few minutes, once I give the phone numbers, talking about our accounts, the number to get into the market, to get yourself on to the mailing list so you can get our weekly newsletter, to get a, an investment package, to get more information about what it is we offer as a firm and to put more knowledge into your hands to make a, a successful decision. It's one silver The website is guildhallwealth.com. Jeremy, that first segment went by very fast, we talked briefly about an article that uh, was discussing where we'd been in the first quarter, and you were mentioning interest rates. If we see higher interest rates, and that threat of inflation, as we mentioned in the first segment, and gold and silver prices start to rally higher, I think one of the common themes we come across with new clients is, what account might be best for me? So we're just going to take a few minutes, and we want to do this as quickly as possible. But let's just say I'm walking into Guildhall, and for the first time, I want to buy a very small amount. I just want to get my feet wet. I might, maybe I want to own 20 or less than 100 ounces of silver and, and maybe a one ounce of gold, let's say. What would
1: you think would be the best approach to take? What account would you use or would you recommend? I think in that scenario, which is typical for newcomers to the precious metal market, you either order it online, come pick it up at our office or take delivery of the product, or come to the office and you pick up you know, a couple ounces of gold, a few ounces of silver, whether it's some silver maples or whatnot, and you get some physical product in your hand and you get a sense of what this is all about. And that that is usually a aha moment for, for many people. And then from there, we see a lot of investors will start to create an accumulation process where they're they're going to buy on a semi-regular basis and just start to add to the portfolio because the fear in that sense is, well, I don't want to put everything all in at one price because, you know, things can go up, things can go down. But if you do set out that accumulation strategy, you are going to take advantage of cost averaging. If we're talking about an investment that's under $5,000, I think taking the product home Uh, delivery is a great way to go
0: okay so I've come into the marketplace now I've had a discussion I've sat down with one of us and I've talked about having gold and silver in my portfolio and let's say I've got you know twenty thirty thousand I'm gonna put into the marketplace and this is money that's outside of my registered accounts got nothing to do with the stock market this is extra disposable income I have and I don't want to be burdened with the cumbersome weight of let's say a thousand ounces of silver, 65 or 80 pounds. Um, I don't want to have the insecurity of putting it at home in a home safe or anything like that. What's the next step up? Where do I go from there?
1: Well, some of the language that you use there, um, I would say, be cautious to the, to the investor when you hear things like that, in the sense of when someone says that you have to be careful about what you're getting. In other words, those are sometimes the terms that will be used to buy a certificate or to buy a pool account, mm. right? Oh, I don't want to be burdened by taking it home. Okay, don't worry. We'll take care of the, all of that for you, and we're doing it all at a at a, a pittance of a cost. But sometimes it's better to pay a little bit extra than to make a mistake. And with Guildhall, you're acquiring your own physical product, and we can store it for you fully allocated, meaning you you get the serial numbers not that there's just serial numbers there not that the product just happens to be in the vault but you get an inventory report that says these here is your sub account and here are your bar numbers that you can go and visit anytime you want set up the appointment or take delivery of the product at any time there's no hassles there because you already own that product the convenience in in my estimation for an account like that is Again, we're talking about paying just a little bit extra to not make a mistake. This market, everyone's going to come in at their own leisure. Some people will come in a little lower, some people a little higher. But when the time comes to sell, everyone is going to be rushing for those exits. And you want to be able to pick up the phone, not stop what you're doing, not stop watching the little league game and say, Sorry, sorry, Jimmy. I gotta go take all my metal back to Guildhall to sell it. At this point, I gotta stop family time. I gotta stop work time. Instead, you're just gonna pick up the phone and say, "Hey, Darren, I I need to sell some of- some of the product that's in the vault." And there's no issues. It, this is one of the most liquid markets in the world if you're positioned for that liquidity. So having it in the vault not only protects it, not only ensures it, but also adds that liquidity factor that's going to be so key to capturing profits, especially in the silver market, in my opinion.
0: Okay, so I've got the idea of storage and wealth protection covered in the depository account. It goes a step beyond because I get the liquidity that I don't necessarily have if I take it home. Now I want to put even what could be for some people another level of, let's say, benefit to owning gold and silver and extend that for me, if you will, Jeremy, to a registered account where I might be able to put this inside of an RSP or TFSA. Why Why might I want to consider
1: that type of account over depository or taking it home? For my purposes, as an example, I love having gold in my registered account. We've talked in the first segment about the price performance of gold, which actually is not necessarily... The fact that gold is moving up or down, but more that the currencies are moving down or up. And for example, in Canadian terms, because that's the dollar that I'm hedging, that I need to beat 5-6% a year to beat inflation. So with gold having gone up on average 8% a year over the last 17 years, and we're talking about gold moving up 8% on average at a point where we believe gold is very much undervalued. In a registered account, we have to beat inflation and the capital gains, so you need something long term that's going to do that. And if you understand that, ultimately you're hedging against a constantly devaluing dollar. And how do you know that's happening? Because if you look at your cost of doing business and living every five years, it's easy to see that oh, a hundred thousand dollars doesn't go as far as it used to. Um, Two hundred thousand dollars doesn't go as far as it used to. You've got. You've got your daycare, your gases, your hydro bill, your insurance, your mortgage. All of these things start to add up and you say, whoa, how am I keeping up with things? Have a little bit of gold in the portfolio. And so for me, having some gold in your registered account just makes sense long term. That's what it's built for.
0: I'll tell you what people are learning, Jeremy, to keep up. They're learning to use their credit card, unfortunately. Unfortunately, that's not what we would suggest. Or their mortgage. Or their mortgage. That's an ATM for them. But- I've got the idea of the registered account. Now let's just say I wanna take a a different level or a different approach, a little bit of risk, and I wanna extend that a bit further, a step beyond. I wanna take it to the concept of other people's money, or I might wanna, in some cases, with this allocated financing account, which is another type of account at Guildhall, I might want to not risk as much of my dollars in the marketplace. Allocated financing is the option of using other people's money, and in some cases, we don't condone the act of taking one dollar necessarily and turning it into three or four, especially if it's money you don't or can't afford. Right. We're suggesting that if you can afford it, this is a one way that you could take a dollar and spend forty or fifty cents of it, and hold back the other fifty or sixty cents for a rainy day cost average. So you also, on top of all these accounts, have the option to use other people's money. What might be an advantage to
1: using an allocated financing account? So number one, you know the products there. Again, you're getting your inventory report. It's your sub account. It's it's there. You have the serial numbers. You can go visit the product, hold it in your hand. What do we always say? If you can't hold it, you don't own it. And there are lots of. There's just a lot of flexibility with that account. You might approach that account by saying, "I want to own a thousand ounces of silver." I've got the $12,000 right now, and I'm going to commit to a payment plan to buy it here at the low $16 level. That's a great way to approach the market. I know I'm capturing this price. I'm going to look to pay off that finance position over the next two, three, four years maybe. And by the time I've done that, hopefully the price of silver is at $50, $100 as an example. So that could be one route to take. Another route might be You know, I've got the 23,000 Canadian to acquire this product, but I'm going to keep myself liquid. I'm going to put up $8,000 and hold back the rest. And hey, if the market comes down another 50 cents or a dollar, I do believe we're at a very low risk entry point here. Then you've got some extra cash there to say, okay, I can buy a little bit more if it dips a touch. Again, that's my opinion. I mean, we don't know exactly where the market can go, but we do of course, think it's of uh, we do think it's a low risk entry point. Sure, but that that gives you that freedom of that that cash. Maybe you decide to take that extra ten, twelve thousand dollars, and put it into a GIC. That you know, we we slightly disparage here, but. A gain is a gain in some respects. So that's another way to, to to use that account as well. The key to it, though, is that all of that product, you get the serial numbers. All of that product is stuff that you can hold in your hand. You can take delivery of it once you've paid off the finance position uh, or clear the, the, the finance position and take delivery of what you do own. Well, I like it because, again, it's another
0: example of an account which is highly liquid. Selling happens on a phone call, but... The other advantage of having this in a partnership that we have with the bullion firm we work with is that these individually allocated and segregated accounts are also in bar form like our other accounts. So where you might go to some other provider that you talked about earlier saying, Hey, let's talk about uh, paper investing or certificates or something silly like that, where you're going to compromise on the, on the real physical product in order to save a couple of pennies on your purchase price, this particular account like our other accounts is so successful when the market's running it's such a great way to think about using other people's money and you're risking their money instead of your own and you're always got that foresight to look ahead and say when the market goes up let's not get greedy let's do what you suggested which is if we walked in at day one act as though we would have bought it and not even paid a pittance it's it's nothing when you walk in and you can put up 45 percent but when you've got profit Pay off that debt, own your ounces outright, as if you walked in day one and bought them right at the
1: top of the and, and and that's the whole purpose. The idea is you've you've outlaid less, market rises, you you sell off some product and you you've ended up with more product owned outright. And that, that's the key because it's kind of like monopoly. The more you own, the more you're the, the, the bigger the gains in the market. So by just selling off some product as the market rises, you're actually ending up with more more product without actually having had to pay for that product in that sense.
0: All right. We've got a new feature that I want everybody to know about. We've been using it in our office for a few weeks now, maybe call us late to the technology game. We certainly are socially involved in all of the various platforms. We do as much as we can to connect with our viewers and listeners every week. We've done the radio show for, this is our ninth season, but we are now offering online seminars, webinars, if you will which are personal, private, can be one-on-one in a small group. I did one last night for a colleague who had another friend. They went over to their house, grabbed a cold one, sat down, and I walked them through all of these various accounts and the reasons why you might want to own gold and silver. The beauty of this is they did it in the comfort of their own home. We presented to them online. This is an option for you out there. If you're new to it and you want to set that up, get over to the website, guildhallwealth.com. Call the number 18778. Get yourself on the mailing newsletter. The precious metals newsletter comes out once a week. Very important information. It's 18778 Silver is the number. 18778 Silver. Again, guildhallwealth.com. When we come back in the third segment, Jeremy, Andrew McGuire thinks we're very close to a price reset. A whistleblower in the marketplace knows a lot about gold and silver. Certainly something that rings true for us when we talk about price resets. He thinks it might be coming on Monday or Tuesday of this coming week. Let's go to him after we come back from break. We'll also do some colored diamonds. Folks, you're listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back for segment three of The Real Money Show. The number to call to get some gold and silver to get on the inside of this marketplace and to find out more about how to own gold and silver is 18778 silver. The website to go to is guildhallwealth.com. We're very proud of that site. A lot of information there. Get on the weekly precious metals newsletter. That's our contribution to you free of charge. A way for us to stay connected without having, I guess, too much in the way that's hard to read or advertisements. Just a few articles on a weekly basis that we think are important to read, and no, we don't always only post the positive. Sometimes you'll hear about the negative as well. It's our way of connecting with you and sharing this market and this story place. So Jeremy,
1: but it's curated, so you're getting curated. you're getting what we consider to be the most interesting Food articles of the, of the week um, that are are most relevant for the week. And uh, actually, this week one was. Jam-packed. I think we had seven or eight articles in there because there's just so much going on in this market.
0: Mm -hmm. Now remind people from last week's show, we did an interview with Keith Newmeyer. Jeremy hosted the interview. I chimed in on spots and this interview was a great bit of insight into what has typically been a lesser known category of interest for the real money show. We don't often talk about mining stocks or mining companies, but he is the CEO of First Majestic. We posted this interview just by itself about 25 minutes up on our youtube channel we'd love for you to go there and check it out share it with your friends and colleagues and keith is very forthright and uh does definitely talk a lot about what's happening in the industry right now he does say where first majestic stands in terms of its place in the mining industry He brings out about 30 million ounces a year of the 800 million ounce total of silver coming out of the ground. So that was very insightful. And he talks about what he thinks is happening in the marketplace. A lot of change that might be taking over in the near short term. And speaking to that change, Andrew McGuire, who is familiar to some of you as the whistleblower in the silver market that brought to you information and insight on what has been deemed manipulation within these markets. Lo and behold, we'll play the thunderous drums that talk about the concept of manipulation. Happens in all markets, folks, whether we like to accept it or not. But in this particular milk market of silver, it's been an interesting concept. It's one that we are not certainly experts on per se, but we've certainly covered it from time to time. Now, Andrew McGuire, for those that do know him, he is a whistleblower and has talked at length and been very accurate on his predictions for price in the silver market being a former insider himself. Correct, Jeremy?
1: Yeah. Not only is he he an insider, has he been a whistleblower, but he is an incredible advocate for the precious metal market. He does believe that this market is basically going to go to the moon. Uh, So, you know, words like manipulation are not something that he shies away from. He thinks that what that creates ultimately is an opportunity to get involved in the market. So I, I think that that's something to make clear because when people think of oh, manipulation, oh, I got to stay away from it. Right. No, not when it's presenting an opportunity and not when the when history shows all of these things end. Give us a call, folks, because what we would talk about if we were to introduce
0: the concept of manipulation with you one-on-one is a slingshot. The image of a slingshot being pulled back, pulled back, pulled back, and that's the silver market in essence in the way we talk about and understand up until this point in time. Now, Andrew McGuire... As, it's, uh, as it stands, Jeremy, has no interest in the silver and gold market. He may own it himself, certainly think he does, but he's not working for a company per se. He's not necessarily being backed by a company. He writes on his own free will about these markets, and he is a former insider, having worked in the banking institution, does have insight as to what they have done with their uh, paper
1: pricing and paper markets. Well, he, he essentially believes that a reset is coming. And he's he is involved in the precious metals markets, whether it's uh, trading on his own uh, platform kind of thing, and also developing different ways for sovereign uh, entities to get involved in being able to buy large purchases of precious metals.
0: Okay. So in this article there, what does he say? I, I know there's a particular paragraph in which he introduces what he believes will be a price reset uh, the article is there and what does he actually say in that article
1: okay so i'm not going to do it with a british accent No, but, don't. uh um he's he's he does state we are very close to a price reset in gold and silver what is a price reset it is no more than settling close to a trillion dollars of derivatives that are underwater and unable to be delivered it is going to be a simple paper market reset i suggest it will likely happen on friday and there will be no there will be a known default and a price adjustment for Monday morning. You will be into a bid-only market. That's a very interesting part. we got to come back to that. Bid-only market. There would not be any offers to sell gold. I'm not going to guess on the price. I know of two investor groups that are buying physical gold because they know there is going to be a physical price reset.
0: All right, so he's arguing it's a good risk to take. In addition to that, he's saying bid-only. That is an interesting
1: concept. Expand on that for us. What is a bid? You've got a depressed price you've got margins dropping, you've got less supply coming on on onto the market. And what Andrew is bringing to this table here is basically saying there is a whole lot of paper out there. So when you and I, Darren, talk about, well, why would you buy a paper investment for pretty much the same price as buying the physical and getting it in your hand and allocating it? It's kind of that type of example where there's a lot of paper versions of this out there and not everybody can actually hold the physical gold. So a lot of paper promises, not a lot of gold, not a lot of silver. What happens when everyone decides we want to take it? What happens is is there's actually not enough product to go around and so the price starts rising. Why would you sell it if the price is going if the price is going sky high? That's where we get into a situation of bid only, only. Right. Where do I think that that's something that we could see at Guildhall? Absolutely. A couple years ago, remember, Darren, when we had the monster boxes and there was no supply of monster boxes. It was August and they were back ordered all the way to December, meaning the mint didn't have enough to fill all the orders, and we were in a down market and there wasn't enough product to fill orders. Well, imagine if that that happens when the price is going sky high and everyone and their cousin and shoeshine boy and taxi driver is getting involved in the precious metal market because now it's the hot game in town. That's something that Keith Newmeyer mentioned. Uh, this, Where this is at is Andrew McGuire is just saying, look, we don't even need attention to this market. There's just so many paper promises not available to be delivered on that this could break any day. And if there's not enough physical to meet the demand... Then the dealers hold on to it, potential people who are holding gold. So every uh, every client of ours that's been buying gold since 2014, 2013, they're not looking to sell their product just because gold went to $3,000 an ounce.
0: All right. Listen, if you if you are listening to the show and you do play and invest in the futures markets and you're used to them and it's something you're comfortable with, I'd be interested in knowing what your experience is on trying to take delivery of a silver futures contract. It's a 5,000 ounce contract. That's the typical standard contract. Have you ever taken delivery of it? And if not, what's prevented you from doing so? Share it with us. We'd love to hear your experience and you can go through the website to do that. The number to call is one 78 silver Guildhallwealth.com is the website. Lots of accounts to open, options for you if you're the small buyer right up to the large buyer you can put product into your registered accounts that means folks you can put silver and gold into a tfsa and the capital gains on that of course are null and void that's right you can have a tfsa if you've never had one before and uh, you're of the proper age you can have a tfsa open that up and whatever you put in there the maximum contribution by the way is 57 and a half thousand right now can put in the form of gold and silver it's a long-term investment it shelters the gains because there are no capital gains in the TFSA you can move over existing RRSPs and Jeremy one thing we haven't talked about that we should mention here now because we're in the midst of a great month with respect to colored diamonds is the other hard asset that we love to mention on our show, which is natural, fancy colored diamonds. Congratulations this month to those that have taken advantage of the no tax month. It means we are covering that for the course of this month and into the first 15 days of April. We do so because we're happy to celebrate what our, uh, well esteemed colleague, Paul Wiseman, the owner of Guild Hall Wealth Management has, uh, has been happy about every year, which is March Madness. Every year he loves the basketball and we celebrate it too by having no tax on our colored diamonds. So for those that are interested in listening to this show, Jeremy, a little tiny bit about natural fancy colored diamonds and maybe a, a diamond of the
1: week. Sure. Let's talk about a diamond of the week and get into some details about mm-hmm. it. We have a 1.12 carat. So it's just over one carat an intense yellow radiant cut, internally flawless. So intense yellow is the second strongest grade. The, the strongest color is vivid. Then you come down to intense and then you would come down to fancy. The stronger the color, the more rare that diamond is, the more expensive that diamond is, and the more value you're going to gain over over time. We have to keep that in mind with the other C's like uh, clarity, for instance. So When we're buying uh, yellow diamonds, especially intense yellow diamonds, we want those to be internally flawless. That's what's going to add to the rarity of that. And of course, radiant cut is that kind of, think about a square, cut off the corners, right? That's exactly where the claws for a ring setting would be placed, which would make the diamond look almost like a princess cut, just make it look nice and square. Those type of cuts Really bring out the color in a diamond. If you think of a blockish shape, that's really going to hold the color. So, again, color is key and that's what's going to bring out the value. At Guildhall, we go out and we find the best diamonds. We put skin in the game. We believe in these diamonds. So, this one in particular, no tax, you're going to be looking at about $26,000. And if you would have bought this diamond, Let's say about eight years ago, you would have been paying probably about $13,000 for a diamond like that. And so, you know, look, the insane prices of today become the normal prices of tomorrow. And that's one of the reasons why you hold a natural fancy color diamond, because you don't have to watch the market. You can enjoy the diamond, put it into a piece where you can enjoy it every day, um, whether it's a pendant or a ring, those type of things. And... It might be something that you decide you never want to part with, that it's too valuable to part with. Why part with it at all? Pass it on in the family and let it become generational wealth. And this is what's so great about natural fancy color diamonds. They're such concentrated wealth. They're so rare that the prices are constantly rising, sometimes faster than other times. but. What a beautiful investment to get involved in. So go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. If you want to learn more about natural fancy colored diamonds, you can give us a call. But I think this intense yellow is a great starting place for an investor.
0: All right. So if you're buying the intense yellow, if you're adding a pink, if you're doing a combination of all these things in the last segment, we'll talk a little bit about putting it all together and what makes sense and how to do that. We're also going to talk about the one a little bit about where we're heading in the next couple of weeks, and what's coming up at Guildhall. We'll spend some time talking about allocated financing and give an example of a 1,000 ounces of silver. So stay tuned, folks. We're enjoying this week's show, enjoy bringing it to you every week, and uh, we're happy you're listening. You are tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Here we are, Jeremy, fourth segment of The Real Money Show. Welcome back, folks. We appreciate you being tuned in for this hour. The number to call one eight seven seven eight silver you can go to our website guildhallwealth.com there you will find the precious metals e-store you will find silver products gold products platinum and palladium the other kind of two metals we don't talk too much about and if you're on the front page when you go to guildhallwealth.com the top right you will see shop online that's where you click. You can go to the eStore, store, find pricing, see it right there and order from the comfort of your own home. Jeremy, when we were talking about account types earlier in the show, you mentioned the e store and for the people that are getting into the marketplace that want to experience this for the first time, sometimes the task of speaking with somebody is not always what they want. They might want to avoid feeling pressured. Although at Guildhall that dis- it just doesn't happen. We don't do it. But for those that want to shop in the comfort of their own home, that e-store is a perfect example where they can go, look at the product on their own time, and then make the decision to buy. The payment options, we didn't talk about them, let's, let's do that for all of our forms.
1: Yeah, and and also keep in mind that what someone coming to the site for the first time will notice is that we don't have a crazy array of products to choose from. We keep it very simple, all London Bullion Market Association approved. This is product that could be bought and sold anywhere around the globe. So we keep it simple so that you can make decisions quicker and easier. And same thing with the payment systems. You can do e-transfers. You can do bill pay. Uh, there's um, if you'd like to use your credit card, we offer PayPal for that. Um, then there's into certified checks, wire transfers. If you're doing a larger orders, so let's say $10,000 or more. And then at Guildhall, if you want to book the order and come pick up the, the order in office, we do accept up to $10,000 Canadian cash per client per year. 18778 silver guildhallwealth.com
0: is the website to go to. Again, up in the top right hand corner for the e store, you can click shop online. And remember, if you need to shop in Canadian dollars, it's as simple as clicking the flag, the Canadian flag, at the top of each webpage. When you're there, you can switch back and forth between US and Canadian depending on what currency you'd like to spend. Now, speaking of currencies, Jeremy, and the relationship to metals and interest rates and everything that we've talked about on today's show, in the first segment, we touched base on what interest rates and the idea of, or threat of, if you will, inflation, how it impacts precious metals. And we've seen that threat of inflation push the price of gold and silver much, much higher. The last time we saw this happen back in the seventies, in the last big bull market, price of gold went up in 10 years by twenty three hundred percent while the price of silver went up even more at about twenty six hundred percent if you can believe it or not folks this is something you can look back on historically and see numbers just don't lie we expect that to happen again in these gold and silver markets over time and on today's show we spent a little bit talking about Andrew McGuire and what he thinks is happening and the price reset we're also talking about over the last few weeks what central banks are doing now we've talked a lot about the fact that since 2009 central banks have been net buyers of gold now folks this means your bankers the local banks you go to these are not your central banks we only have one central bank in Canada that's the National Bank of Canada in the US you have a central uh, you have a central bank but it's made up of member banks and around the world it's the same way our central bank does not own gold we sold off all of our gold as a country we're very resource rich but we do not hold gold however since 2009 many of the central banks in fact a large majority of the g20 have been buying gold and yet they're not necessarily telling their citizens that that's the right thing to do some countries are but most aren't JP Morgan is an interesting story, Jeremy, because in the U S they are not part of the central bank. They are just one of the largest banking institutions in the world, a very big business around for a hundred plus years and. They have been accumulating silver. It's the very first time in our existence as a firm, we've seen a bank go after this physical commodity as aggressively as they have, what has been the kind of impetus for this collection or this hoarding of silver, if you will. And what are your thoughts on it? And what are people saying right now?
1: Yeah, this has been a a story that in the industry people are following closely on the blog and, and trying to speculate on what it could possibly mean. Uh Ted Ted Butler, who's long been a guru guru in the market and spoken out about JP Morgan and their ability to basically sidestep regulators and kind of mark, be market makers and push the price where they want and uh, for better or worse, you know a part, bully
0: in the market, so yeah, to speak.
1: And um, you know, what he's saying is, okay, they're they're stockpiling all of this product, which means they could be preparing for the fact that they know, just as like we've discussed with Keith Newmar about the lack of supply out there and the lack of production out there, that this market could start to move up in a hurry and that they're well well positioned to actually make the most out of anybody on this market. And you know that's kind of an interesting thing that comes up in this respect because there's a another um, voice in the community that's trying to say that central banks, Don't care about gold. And uh, ultimately, you have to consider, look, anyone with a printing press in their backyard who's making money out of thin air knows that gold is real money. It's as simple as that. And they know that uh, gold is the barometer of how well your currency is doing. So if we want to tie in the interest rates, for instance, it's curious that interest rates are rising and the U.S. dollar is going down. Uh, so you know what's the long-term ramifications of that? But getting back to J.P. Morgan, there's others that think, oh, holding all of that gold means that they could manipulate the market because they could release that silver. Sorry, we're talking about silver. Release that silver into the market and basically temper the price, which. The only ca- the only caveat to that is that the shorts in the market, the paper contracts that are trying that that basically go out into the marketplace. A, a
0: short is somebody that and, thinks and the bet- market is going down,
1: and they're betting that the market's going down in price. Those have been been eradicated almost out of the market. So you're mm. looking at the the setup here is J.P. Morgan has probably the largest stockpile of silver ever in history. At a time where- 140 million ounces, The COMEX Comex is very low on precious metals and can't deliver against the paper promises. They're shifting those paper promises over to London for delivery, for physical delivery because they can't fill them. And Maguire's saying that there's all these paper promises and not enough physical out there.
0: Okay. So he, he also saying that as early as Monday, as early as Friday, if you've already listened to this and watched, it could be coming as Friday. We're taping the show on Thursday of Easter weekend, but- by time we all wake up on Monday to go back to work, Tuesday, the price could already be going higher.
1: It could be moving higher. I mean, we're not looking at a price reset of silver just one day waking up and it's $100 an ounce. Right. But what we are saying is a a quick 60, 70 cents could be in the cards here. And that is not out of the realm of possibility in this market. Sure. You know, no one one wants to uh, highlight the fact that in 2016, silver went from 1375 to 2050 in about Eight months—that's a forty-nine percent gain, very, very quickly, and that's at the bottom of the market. So this is nothing more than an opportunity, as, as we see it. And having a bank, you know, look, J.P. Morgan are very, very smart. If they're holding this, they're doing it for a reason. Uh, they're not I'm, in it to lose money. In other words, I, I am not the, their biggest fan. Let's be let's be clear, but they they know what they're doing, and if they're holding that physical bullion, there's an intention there most likely to make money on that. And well, let's
0: face it. There are a bunch of banking a-holes. I mean, let's not beat around the bush, but the way we feel about it, they've always been that way. They have been perennially short on the market up until this point in time which they've miraculously managed to steal away a lot at of very product. low price all this physical product, that, and which that, again, folks, is why we tell you don't play in the paper markets because
1: it's a dangerous place to be. And you know what? That could have been the game.
0: Could've that could have been
1: the game. Sure. Let's, let's keep pushing the price down get people to give up their product, we're going to accumulate the product, we're going to make money on that accumulation of product. And right when everybody thinks that they're completely capitulating, which is not the case for our firm, we see people constantly buying, Mm -hmm. that's just the right time to turn around and let this thing run, right? And, uh, you know, look, in 2010-11, we saw the market go from August to April, and the market basically ran from where we are today, as an example, all the way up to $50. Keith Newmeyer last week says this is comfortably could be a triple digit uh, metal. He's on record dozens of times thinking that. And that's from his point of view of a miner owning a mining company, industrial usages, the production of it right now, all of those sorts of things. And all of this, Darren, I think also plays into the fact that you've got the US surpassing $21 trillion in debt. Yuck. You've got China and Russia who are all accumulating gold like crazy. And now you've got the petrol one where essentially China is saying, look, if you don't want to buy oil in U.S. dollars, you can buy it here in one. And if you don't want the one, you can take gold if you'd like, because there are countries out there that are accumulating it like Turkey or 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 Russia or Hungary or uh, Germany, any any of the, those type of countries. So. What that's demonstrating, essentially, is it's another nail in the coffin of why you might not want to do your global trade in U.S. dollars. And so I think the U.S. dollar is in trouble, which is probably why, um, you know, the new economic advisor, Kudlow, is saying, sell your gold and buy the mighty king dollar. I don't know if the dollar is going to be king in the next five to 10 years. And, you know, if someone was in Britain in 1940, you know, they probably thought that the, that the British sterling was going to be the reserve currency forever too. And these systems change. The throwback
0: there, my friend, here we are 18778 silver guildhallwealth.com is the website to go to top right-hand corner shop online for your e-store. We mentioned the depository accounts. We mentioned the registered accounts. We've got March Madness. If you're a Colored Diamond enthusiast, you'd like to own a Colored Diamond or add one to your already existing collection, and congratulations to those this month so far who have taken advantage of that, you can go to guildhallwealth.com and find there all of the information you need to know about Colored Diamonds. Jeremy, we've also got Adrian Ash earlier in the show from Bullion Vault saying that this quarterly close for gold this is marking the end of first quarter 2018 it's coming gone very quickly the highest in five years you've got all of this news on Andrew McGuire JP Morgan information the petrol wand. this is all leading to one conclusion for me that it's not a matter of if this is going to happen but only when the prices of silver and gold go higher so let's take advantage Well, we can of this lower price. Now, that being said, before we leave here, you got a couple of seconds. Tell the folks that are listening what is your favorite type of bullion
1: to buy—bar, coin. Give them, give them one example. I think if you're just starting out in the market, I find that the silver maples are actually a fantastic way to go, Mm -hmm. whether it's a tube of 25 or you're buying 100 or you decide that the monster box, which is 500 silver maples, is for you because you're getting that one ounce increment. It's Canadian product. It's so good. You know that it's liquid. And then we see a lot of clients will move from there up to the 10 ounce bars or 100 ounce bars. I love the Royal Canadian Mint product, but our favorite product right now actually is those... Kilo bars from Republic Metals. It's just the right size for a new investor. Great to stack. Uh, wonderful product.
0: Jeremy, great show today. Fantastic. A lot of news coming online here. Get to our website, folks, and a number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver Get on to the Precious Metals newsletter. We've been very grateful to have you listening and tuned in to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.